and welcome to Bear Football here on the Barroom Network. The Bears fall 27-17 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what can only be called a roller coaster frustrating game and the losing ways continue. I believe that's 12 straight losses from the end of last year for the Chicago Bears. John Maffone alongside Danny Shimon and Coach T. Guys, the Bears had a chance at the end. They went to the well too many times with another screen in the middle, picked off by uh, Shaq Barrett and taken in for uh, a touchdown. Um, opening uh, opening reactions, uh, Coach T, we'll throw it to you first. Well, uh, uh, immediate reaction. Uh, man, disappointing uh, all around. Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, disappointing all around in overall performance. I thought the defense flashed at moments, right? Um, they didn't finish plays. They had opportunities. Um, just didn't make the most of it. Um, definitely like uh, Coach Flew at the helm calling plays uh, better than um, Alan Williams. Hope everything's all right with his family or whatever's going on with him. But, uh, yeah, definitely disappointed um, and uh, definitely disappointed in, in the performance of the offense. Justin, um, I'm sure it's going to be much to be said about the, uh, the, the missed throws and whatnot and get the balls out of his hands throughout the week. But uh, um, I'm holding something because, again, I like to have different talking points. So, um, I have I have a question for the group later after we get going um, about some of the offensive uh, play calling and, and philosophy. Uh, Danny, we'll throw it to you. Initial reaction: We talked at halftime. Uh, they there was a drive in the in the second half where you thought, okay, things are starting to put it together, and then you know, per usual, things just can't stay consistent with this team. What's what's your immediate reaction after this? Yeah, offensively, uh, I, I tweeted, you know, like go more up tempo, go no huddle, and then and it looks like just for whatever reason they they just seem to operate better when they go no huddle, uh, up tempo. Obviously, that they, they went a little up tempo and got that touchdown to to Claypool. Um, in terms of that that last pick six, but that was just a great play by Shaq Barrett, guys. It was just a you know a veteran defensive end read the play, saw the offensive lineman kind of pulling off. Like I said, John, they went to the to the well one too many times, and then he just made a great play. One hand reached up and made a great play. You know, you know basically end of the game. So, um, you know, offensively, I, I think that you know there was up and down roller coaster. I think second half, for whatever reason, they just kind of found a little bit of a groove. Uh, again, just got, just came out with one that one scoring drive, but uh, defensively. Um, Coach, you know, it's funny because I, I I think I agree with you. Like, I want Iberflus to start calling his defense, even though they gave up over 472 yards, I believe it was, of total offense. You know, 300 some passing yards to, to a Baker Mayfield-led offense. Um, there are still a lot of breakdowns, you know, and, and sec- in the secondary, uh, you know, uh, obviously you lost your two safeties. You know, Brisker came back. That was that was a positive there. But I I think it's time we start talking about maybe benching Tyreek Stevenson. It's it's I know that the kid's got some potential. He's flashed in the preseason, but he's getting beaten way too many times. Uh, doesn't turn around, locate the football. Two weeks in a row, and I was giving up touchdowns where he just, if he looks, to, turns his head and locates, he could make a play on a football. So there, there's a lot of questions on, on both sides of the ball. Um, they're not a good team right now. They're not a good team. But I think this is a team that that's, um, possibly has a chance to get better as the season goes on. Obviously, 0-2, you know, whoever had thoughts of a playoff you know, contention can probably you know, kiss those goodbye now. So now it's just like, all right, let's see what we got in terms of building blocks and, and move from there. Uh, Coach T, you, t- you talk, we were talking about the offense and, uh, you know, going to the well too many times. But, uh, I, I mean, is that is that a throw that Justin Fields just can't make when he sees it in front of him? I mean, if, it's a lot of, if there's a lot of stuff going off in front of you there, is that something that you just got to, you know, pull back and maybe maybe try to scoot out or, you know, throw the ball away? What, what did you see there? Uh, on the interception, I, I, my question is, do we like to play call up against your goal line, a middle screen <laughs> no. right, in that situation? Do we like to play call? 
Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, that's it was work, the screen game was working for them, but they were not they were off the goal line while they were doing that. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so the whole objective is there for your quarterback to have a, a to be able to retreat a little bit and sell it, right? So, quite naturally, if you're retreating and you're the quarterback, you're going to retreat. You're going to be cognizant of the goal line being behind you, and you're not going to have the same footwork, perhaps you would have if you were in the middle of the field. I don't like the call, but overall, I don't like the philosophy of the offense. So. We go back to when Luke Getzey was hired, right? What were we sold on Luke Getzey was? The philosophy that he would bring to Chicago. We said we were sold on that he would bring a Kyle Shanahan-style offense to Chicago. Danny, I'll ask you, based off of what are you what you're seeing, is this a Kyle Shanahan-style offense? No, I mean there, there's glimpses of it. There's 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 you know facets of it, but obviously there the the cohesion is in there in terms of the blocking, the play calling is is not doesn't put his players in the best position like a Kyle Shanahan called you know offense doesn't put his best players in position to to kind of succeed and and kind of utilize their strengths. Uh, th- there's a lot to be questioned and a lot to be desired in terms of the play calling here with with Luke Getzey. Um, he's a guy last year that obviously got you know kind of. His, his shine, his his star kind of shine last year when he when he flipped the offense around in that Patriots game and put Justin in the in, in the best position to kind of succeed. But other than that, I mean, I, I think the league's caught up to his 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 philosophy, his tendencies, and I think he needs to start look at himself in terms of the play calling as well. But you know, j- just in that particular call right there, that that screen, I, I just I just feel like he was backed up against the goal line. Uh, not say I like that call, but I just like. I, the, the offensive line was was you know the, the rookie was getting beat Darnell Wright was getting beat so I think he just wanted to get the ball out of Justin Fields' hands real quick and again just a great play by by Shaq Barrett um, you know it, 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 we tend to say we forget that that these guys are paid to make plays as well and Shaq Barrett is, is an All Pro defensive end and I just think he made a great play in terms of reading diagnosing what was happening around him you know again reached up and, and kind of like fading back made a you know great right-handed play so, so- I just you know. I, I, I give that up to to a great play by defense there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 equally. You got a you got an athlete over there making a great play. I, I think we put him in a bad position. We're gonna have our Justin Fields row session in a second, right? <laughs> let's let's definitely let's definitely do that for a second. But when we're saying it's a Kyle Shanahan offense, right? It's 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 power concepts and Kyle con- concepts mixed in with a little bit of outside zone, right? It's play action boot off the off the power and the counters, right? Your, your running backs are wide receivers. Your wide receivers are running backs, right? So all the talk about getting DJ the ball, you know what I'm saying? Get DJ the ball in the, in, in the form of a, 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 a Debo Samuels off a short jet sweep or a short, short sweeping motion or short reversing motion. Get them some carries too. Get Claypool some carries. Like where is the variety? Where is the creativity? I like the first drive because you're on first and goal, right? You come off the power action. You come off the you the boot action off a power concept, right? So you fake the play action. You boot off of that. That is a power concept, right? You make them honor the run first. And then we're in Tampa where it's 90-something degrees. It's hot, right? Go 12 and 13 personnel and mm-hmm. lean on those defensive linemen and cause them to get tired. Wear them out. Those, those run plays, even whether they work or not, right, they, they call the one quick toss play. Um, that that uh, broke Herbert out, I believe, right? Yep. That, that's yep. a that's a power concept. Call yep. those type of concepts off counter and then set up plays. Danny, did you believe the plays were set up like there yep. was a script where he told a good story yep. with the plays that were? It was a lot of shotgun 
meshing, you know, put the put the ball in the running back's belly, uh, three uh, uh, spread concepts with the offense, right? He's not telling the good story with the play calling. It, it drives me nuts because I haven't put together a game plan or a script in six years, and I believe I can put together a better script than that. Yeah, there's there is no there is no uh, rhyme or reason in terms of sometimes the, the play calling. Uh, th- that was that 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 twelve personnel where Mercedes Lewis had a nice kickout block, and then you know that's where that sprung Keller Herbert. And I think I think that's what I thought they would continue to do. That's what I was kind of calling for. You got to continue, John. We talked about it. You talked about it. You know, do they abandon the run because they weren't successful? I said you can't abandon the run. You got to continue to have a balanced attack. And I thought when they they kind of my coach T said when he but they blocked it up and they called it in the right times. They, they were successful and then they were able to kind of that was that that was that drive actually where they scored a touchdown where they kind of you know back and forth with some runs, some you know, some mixed you know, passing game there as well. Lo and behold, they got a touchdown to Claypool. So it's a lot of questions to go around here on both on the offense and defensive side. So I mean we have we have a ton of ton of bad things mm-hmm. to break down here. Uh, just to talk to, to address the comment from uh, Fochis there about we need a we need a rant out of me. To be honest with you, Matt, I I'm just I'm just beaten down from this team, man. I'm so angry, but like it's almost where it's just like I I I don't know how much more of this I can ex- exude through this anger anymore. Like it's not I can't. It's the same thing every week. I'm just at this point I'm screaming about the same things every week, and that you just it just drains you. I'm tired. I'm tired of complaining about the offense. I'm tired of complaining complaining about the defense. I'm tired of calling about the play calling. I'm tired of ranting about all of this stuff because it's the same stuff every week. So it's hard for me just to sit here and just flamethrow out of my mouth because I'm saying the same things. You guys are saying the same things. We're all angry about the same things. Something has to change. I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know what it is. If I had that answer, I'd be in Hallis Hall right now. I don't know what it is. And that's what the most aggravating part about all of this is. Everything needs to change. The yeah. offense needs to be better. The defense needs to be better. The organization, the discipline, the, the play calling, you name it. Yeah. It's got to be better. Yeah. And I and it's just, well, I'm out of ideas. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, most people right now are just talking about analyzing what went wrong, what went right. Let's just look at this holistically. It's a bad team that was supposed to be not bad. Yeah. This was supposed to be a year that you take a step forward. And they're zero and two. Probably going to be zero and three after next week when the when they go to to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. No. So everything needs changed. No. But the one I, positive, I, sorry, t- about t- it, give me a positive, Danny, because I don't the, have the one. one positive. I'm going to say, and you guys may disagree, and everyone else might disagree, but I, I think the offense looked a little better this week. And, and overall, I, I know the first the first drive was great. The second, first half, there was ups and downs. It was just looked like they were bogged down. But I think they, they got into a rhythm in, in that second half. Obviously, the, the two turnovers are, are – oh, well, both picks were, were, you know, I think I think just great plays by the defense. But that's, you know, that's up for, up for debate here. But I just think that they they looked a little bit more cohesive. Now, they got to fix that offensive line, get it a more solidified, hopefully continue to get some more reps, get a, get a starting five that plays together, you know, at least consecutive back-to-back weeks for crying out loud. It's like like every other play, these guys are dropping and, and, and you know, being replaced. So that was that one that one bad, you know, I think um, Lucas Patrick got hurt or he had to take a break. He was out on the sideline. Feeney came in. It was a bad snap. Justin, you know, dropped it, picked it up, and he got sacked. So it's like it's like things like that. And, then, you, know, we, you know, they get the ball moving down the field. Next thing you know, it's a false start on either Braxton Jones or – or somebody else, and then, or as a holding call, or as an you know offensive pass interference call. It's just things like that that keeps breaking them down. If they keep those things 
fixed. If they can execute, I think they have a potential to, to kind of continue to build on something here. But going back to what Coach Chi was talking about, you know, the, in terms of the play calling, there's a lot I can question. You know, there's a lot I can say, well, what, what's going on here? You know, why aren't you doing some of the concepts and some of the, you know, the things that you brought in here and you were told first to do or you were told us you were going to do? So, again, a lot of questions going on. But I think just that's a little positive there. I think that is something we can, we can gleam on here, hope on to here. I also think defensively, I think, you know, there were times where they just looked like they, you know, they were, you know, Swiss cheese out there. But when they needed to buck up and get that ball back to the to the uh, to the offense, they did that. Now it is Baker Mayfield, but again, it is Baker Mayfield who torched them in that first half as well. So, just a little glimmer of hope, John. Just a little glimmer. I'm not, I'm not saying it's it's something we can put hang our hat on or anything yeah. like that, but just a little bit of glimmer of hope there. So, so, I'm, I'm then, so let me then, come to you real quick, Coach T. Right, I, go I'm going to – because you talked about a, a, a Justin Fields row session, so I, I, I do want to jump into that because that's what everyone's talking about in the chat yeah. room right now. Yeah. I do want to address the question I got from uh, the wine tasting. Question, do you start the rookie Bajan? Uh, I'm not oh, ready God. to start. I'm not ready to start secret Bajan man yet. Uh, <laughs> listen, he was a nice story. I'm glad he's on the team. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't benching Justin Fields yet. Uh, that, that's, right. that, um, that's, uh, do I have uh, – am I concerned about Justin Fields? Yeah, a little bit, but I, I'm not ready to start Bajan. But – Go ahead, Coach. Take it away. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me debate the negative on that, right? I'm going to go off the rails with that, right? So somebody, somebody said start the rookie, right? I disagree. But let, let me oblige the commenter and said let's start mm -hmm. that, right? Say Bajan comes in the game, right, and he lights it up under this, hey, let's, let's spread everybody out in and, and a pseudo Tom Brady fashion, and he hits all those throws, right? The indictment or, or the narrative will be, Bajan's a better quarterback than Justin, right? And rightfully so, you can say that. But this is the connection that fans won't make, right, if he were successful in that. The connection they won't make is, in this type of offense, he could be better. If you're going to spread the ball out and just sling it all over the yard, that's a possibility that it could happen. But again, you sold us on Kyle Shanahan, right? And dare I say, Matt LaFleur, if you listen, if you look, at a Matt LaFleur offense, you can see the thumbprint and the DNA of a Kyle Shanahan offense, right? You can see the DNA there. You can see the multiplicity, right? So you can see, you know what I'm saying, 11, uh, 11, 12, 13 personnel, depending on the situation. You can see running backs carrying the ball. I mean, running backs catching the ball, wide receivers, uh, wide receivers carrying the ball, right? So you listen, everybody knows that's a wide receiver. His job is to catch the ball, go out for passes and catch the ball and run with it. So why not mix the defense or mix, mix the offense up and give that guy some carries? DJ Moore, y'all see him. His yak is crazy. Nobody can tackle this kid. So why not give him some carries? Why not give the bigger, stronger wide receivers some carries? It's not a true child Shanahan offense. Now, to be now, let's go there. Right. We talked about. Justin in this offense is terrible. I'm just going to say it. He's terrible. Today put it on display. All right? So y'all got caught a lot of shit last week because I'm like, hey, Justin is not going through the pro the, the progressions, uh, progressions, or he's speed reading the progressions in this offense. He was terrible, and he's still speed, speed read. Is that the correct way to say it? He speed read the progressions. Right. DJ was open on the one in breaking route, I believe, or the out breaking route. Right. He sped right past the progression, went to the second guy. And I'm sure as the tape comes out this week um, and all of our, you know, all 22 experts throw it up on there. They're going to see that it's obvious. 
I just don't think this is a good offense for that. And usually for offensive coordinators, what happens is you may have a decent first season, a la Nagy, right? But when the league catches up with what you want to do and you don't have the uh, creativity to build on what you've established, then you're toast. So, yes, there you I mean, there you have it. But the one thing, one thing, everybody keeps harping on on the the throws in the first half. Yeah, there are, there are two throws where I said Justin needs to rip it. You just gotta yeah. throw it, rip it. No. That was about it, dude. That, that, there was nothing else in that second half where I said Justin just held on to the ball way too long. Now we, it looks like he held on to the ball way too long, but we gotta go back and look look at those replays. They look like there's many guys open downfield, right? So, <laughs> hey, Danny, it's, Danny, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you be the Justin apologist this week, right? I'm, I wanna... I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I, I called him out when he needs to rip it. He's got to yeah. rip it. And I called him out in that first half. There, there were at least two throws I saw where he just needed to rip it. That nah, second I'm, half, I didn't see, I didn't see crap I, out there in terms no, of what's I, available out there. So, there was that throw that I touched on a Claypool. That's a hell of a throw, yeah. guys. But, 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 but no one's gonna back up for that. Right, yeah, you know, but and, and then the defense goes on, and gives out that huge ass touchdown to to uh, Mike Evans, and all of a sudden I was blaming Justin for that. How is that Justin Fields' fault? Because he didn't get he didn't throw those two balls in the first half. I mean, it's, it's something where it, it's the football dumb come out for some reason, and they, they always yeah. attack the quarterback. It's like right. you got to be intelligent here and, and look and see what's going on. This this team couldn't stop Baker Mayfield in the first half. Basically, they right. gave up almost almost three hundred yards of total offense to a Baker Mayfield led. Offense. Now he's got two damn good offensive uh, re receivers on the outside. All right, he's got a solid, you know, uh, in, in between the tackles, running back, a slasher like Rashad White, who doesn't fumble the ball, right? But they had no turnovers. They forced this defense forced no turnovers. They had no sacks. All right, and so I, I just to blame Justin. I know he's he's the face of the franchise. He plays a position, the glamour spot, where everyone, you know, he gets too much blame for wins, um, too much blame for losses, and too much credit for wins. It's like, dude, you got to look at this whole entire team and say, all right, is it just one man's fault? And without Justin Fields, you guys wouldn't even score 17 points today. So I don't know what the hell everyone's talking about. You listen, for me, it's it's uh, it, there, and you see his stats right there: 16 and 29, 211 yards, one touchdown, two picks, uh, rushing attempts. He had four for 63, sacked six times for 42. I don't like that line. I think there were some sacks that he could have maybe you know, gotten the ball away a little bit, but they, they held onto the ball too long. Uh, for me, I, and listen, I'm not an analyst. I am not someone who just breaks down tape. I, I defer to you two for both of that. So I want your opinion on this. And I'll start with Coach T and Danny. I want you to jump in right after that. Does Justin Fields look, and I think Barry Lisa Momot has already said this in, in the chat room, but it looks like this, this offense is just incredibly uncomfortable. Like he's wearing a suit that's 10 times too small for him. And he's just walking around like, like this. Like he just looks paralyzed in, 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 this, in this offense. And, and Toshi, you were talking about that earlier, but it just, it, it seems like they're trying to fit this square, this, this square peg into a, into a square hole. I, I, I screwed that up way badly, but you know what Round I'm trying hole. to say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you know what I'm trying to say here? Like it just, it just, I didn't listen. Some of it will be on field. I, I'm not going to absolve him of any, any, you know, wrongdoing there, but it just seems like he's getting less and less comfortable in, in this scheme and the play calling. Yeah. I'm, I'm not calling plays like this for this guy, but so, so ask, ask yourself this question. Give, give, any other offensive coordinator that's an offensive guru, this young offensive line, the young quarterback, and this group of receivers and running backs, right? If you had a, say, for instance, Doug Peterson, right? Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, do we have this same type of output? I, I, I believe the answer is unequivocally no. One of those coordinators would find a way to get better production 
out of not just not only just this porous offensive line, but also the running backs and and the wide receivers and the quarterback. I would like this us to see us play a power style offense with Roshan as the uh, primary back, right, and carry the ball off tackle and allow Khalil to be your switch up hitter, right, and come in and give you the toss plays, the off tackle zones, your screen plays. The, the, the equivalent, the way I liken this in offensive football for me is this, right? The way we're running football is condiments. The way we play offensive football is condiments. You don't base your offense off of condiments no more than you sit down at the table and say, hey, I'm just going to eat a plate full of ketchup and mustard, right? You don't do that, right? It's football is physical. This is Chicago, right? Play physical damn football. Get up, line up, and beat the hell out of people, Right? If nothing else, and this this is the positive for defense for me, right? So Danny gave you the positive for offense. I felt like the defense played a lot more physical brand of football, even though they missed assignments, blown coverages, all that other stuff, right? And they they j- stopped just short of making plays in certain places. You felt the energy at least a little bit. I don't feel the presence of this offense. They're not imposing their will on anybody up front. Right. And that's just what I would like to see. Well, where does that start, though? Play calling or offensive line? I, I, the offensive I, line imposes their will on, on the opposing yeah. defense. Dale's offensive line is soft as shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. They are soft. And then but, everybody talked about Darnell Wright being this big, powerful. And I talked about him coming out of the draft. He's not playing well right now. Yeah. Right. Braxton Jones, right? Expect to take a, 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 a next step up, a step up. He's playing like shit the first two weeks. Yeah. All right. You know, so so I, I I think this this offensive line sucks. And yeah. and in terms of and I'm not saying that all all six sacks were on the offensive on the offensive line. There were like at least like I said, at least two that Justin should have got the right of the ball. That's two out of the six or seven they had. Right. So there are other four or five. I'm I'm putting them on this this damn offensive line. And you guys can sit there and bust Justin as much as you want. Yeah. But you know, it's it's the play caller putting him in a position to to utilize his strengths. There are not, not many rollouts. They kept him in the pocket again. You know, with with this offensive line, with this type of pressure, with this type of defensive scheme coming at them, no, not many rollouts. They're running out. You, you, I think they call one design quarterback run. Utilize the guy's strength. I know they want to try and limit his running ability, but dude, he's getting back, sitting back, he's getting pounded. Vita Vea almost took his head off with that one sack. Mm-hmm. Right? Was that a Justin Fields' fault? Because because basically he was right in his lap as soon as the ball was snapped. Okay, so I mean, it just it just it, I I know he plays a spot on the on the offense and the position that. It's the glamour position where he gets again all the blame for the losses and all the credit for wins. But we got to be realistic here, guys. It's it's not all on him. Yeah. And I and I, I would real quick, I, I agree with what Barry Lisa said in, in in the comments, right? Too much gun out of multiple spread personnel, right? And meshing right there. A quick story. And this this is true to this day. If I got a job tomorrow, to 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 uh to Danny's point, if I got if some if I got a call tomorrow. And said, "Hey, we want you to coach, coach offensive football for us, coach. We want you to be our offensive coordinator." The very first thing, the very first thing I install is my power formations, and I say, "Listen, guys, it doesn't matter what the defense does to us. We're going to go a, in a, a a a eye formation of some sorts, right? Power eye, whatever, like we do when we pull a blasting game in the game, and we're going to run these plays and." I expect in certain plays, when I call this play, I expect you guys to be able to come up to the line of scrimmage and I call this play and you're able to, you're able to tell the defense where we're going to run the ball and there's nothing they can do about that. There is no adjustment for 
We're just bigger, stronger, and more powerful than you are. You, we, we try to complicate football into this thing and make it seem like it's so at the very nature of football, it's a physical game, right? And so I, I, I challenge what Danny said a little bit because, yes, it's on the offensive line, but it's also on the mentality of the offensive coordinator. You got to have a coordinator that comes in there like, guys, listen, we're going to smack people in the mouth, right? If it's, if it's third and one, fourth and one, you should be able to come up to the line of scrimmage and tell them we're going through the two hole or the four hole, and there's nothing that the Bucks, Kansas City, or anybody can do about it. And I just don't feel like we got that type of attitude mm. top to bottom. The coach, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, like Danny said, there's a soft mentality. Even oh, Justin, right. even Justin, they're soft. They're pu- uh, going back to the outfitter last week. You soft, bro. You soft. I'm this, sorry, this guys. this team this team in general i think is soft i think i think that there is not there is not a mentality of when we get off the bus we're gonna bust you in the mouth as soon as the, as soon as the balls kicked off i don't think that's there i don't think i don't think that that angry bully mentality that we'd like to see in chicago is there i don't know if it's been there for a long time i i, I just don't i don't think that the that the Everyone talks about culture, Bears culture, whatever, and you can go back to all the jokes we made about the culture of the Chicago Bears. But it, it really is like they. It, this is not. They're trying to be a finesse team, but they have no finesse, and they're and they're trying and they and they they need to be bullies. They need to be go smack you in the mouth and go get some positive yards, blow somebody off the line. They're soft on both lines, defensive and offensive, and that's yeah. why I want to transition over to the defensive side of the ball because. Like Danny said, they made Baker Mayfield look like a Hall of Famer in the first half. He ends up going for 318 yards and a touchdown. They gave up, uh, there it is, 26 of 34, 317 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Not sacked one time, even though they had a couple free runs at him, and he Mm -hmm. just apparently had Crisco all over his body because nobody could seem to bring him down. Uh, And then they had uh, Rashad uh, Rashad White gives you a 72 yards. Baker ran for 18 yards. Chase Edmond two for 12. They, they, They ran the ball pretty well. We saw a little bit of a difference. They were more aggressive on defense as far as throwing blitzes in. But that doesn't that it was it was the same result. There were a lot of injuries in the secondary, but the but as as uh, Danny said, Stevenson didn't play well. But who knows what the health of this secondary is? I don't think can you bench him? Who are you gonna who are you gonna bring in if not everyone's healthy at this point? So I I, I don't know. I, I what did we what did we see on defense from uh, an analytical point of view, Danny? Well, in terms of the second half, remember first half we're talking about how the uh, the, the run the run these T stunts and then the, the the inside tackle was just not getting out to that outside C gap and and you know giving up that big huge lane. The one that I thought I saw in the second half was now they're bringing the linebackers down and the linebackers were, were closer to the line of scrimmage and they were becoming that quote unquote that that you know gap filler there. So and I think that's where we saw a little bit more effectiveness there. We saw you know Walker kind of pierce and get into the backfield, make a couple stops. Um, you know I saw a little bit more rallying to the football. Um, you know, this is where in the offseason, I was very critical in terms of polls and, and company where, where they spent big money on linebackers. When your defensive line up front had a ton of holes on it, I rather you go and you go spend big money on plug up those holes on, on the defensive line initially and then go spend draft capital on linebackers. So this is the, the half. Even last year, his first pick was, was secondary guys. You know, that I, you build defense up front and you work your way back. This guy looks like he's building defense from the way back all up to the front. And that just doesn't jive with me. And we're seeing that we've seen the we've seen the results here on the football field right now. So you know, the second half they did like I make some adjustments. It looks like they they got the ball off out of the um, 
the Bucks' hands got the ball back to their offense, but it was just a little, little too little too late. So for me. What about you, Coach? What do you see of the defensive side of the ball? I mean, there's plenty to be upset about, but but on the whole, what did you see? Man, something just overcame me. I just read, I just read all those comments, and something just overcame me, man. Um, it's crazy to me, right? Who who's the captains of this football team? The, captains are, the, the linebackers, Terrell Edmonds, and uh, who else is, uh, on defense? Like, am I talking about on, on overall? But either side, like either side. They got Justin the line, Jones got the- and uh, Terrell Edmonds are getting captains up front, and then uh, Justin Fields and DJ Moore are other captains on the offense. It, bro, it's the it's the like we said, it's the entire messaging, man. It's the entire messaging of this football team. You prioritize secondary linebackers. You prioritize wide receivers. That's cool and all, right? But, but the way I – and people will probably remember this from the show. The way I uh, – uh, you know, the analogy I use for offensive football is this. Your front five is your engine, bro. You know what I'm saying? You either got a four-banger, a V6, a V12 engine that moves that offense down the field. Right now, we got two hamsters in, 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 in a freaking turnstile wheel, and they're struggling. They're, they're, they're sputtering along, right? We can't get anything going. But back to our defense, I agree totally with what Danny said, man. Like, dude, I, I I see those guys giving effort. I see those guys trying. But, you know, it's like, dude, you got to finish. You got to finish, right? The one thing I can say, again, I did see guys throwing their bodies out there on the line. But you got to finish. I was I, I was more impressed. And I could be in, in, alone in this. I was more impressed about the effort of the defense and the physicality, again, of the defense than I was the offense. And, again, that boils down the style of play to me because guess what? We Last week we saw Rochin run somebody over. Now imagine if you had that defensive style of play, guys flying. That's inspiring to defenses, right? That's like, hey, we here to play. Where is our, where is our guy, our safety across the middle, taking people's heads off? When they try to come across the middle, where's our running back and our fullback that's knocking people out on runs, right? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this finesse football, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it on every level. I'm tired of it on pee wee high school. Everybody wants to run sp- a split, spread offense, multiplicity offense, and we want to want to turn football and basketball. It, it might be a generational thing. It might be. You know what I'm saying? I hate to make it that way, but listen, I, I just don't understand it, bro. It's those damn millennials, let me tell you. I, <laughs> as I, an eight, I, I stopped short of saying it. <laughs> nah, as an aging millennial myself, I understand what you're talking about. But <laughs> but uh, I, I do I do want to They're gonna call to... you Unk pretty soon. Uh, yeah, you uh, ain't kidding. Yeah, millennials <laughs> getting old now. I, every, I can't just keep saying those millennials now that we're in Gen Z and all this other stuff. But uh yeah. I, I want to go to a, a question uh that Bear Truth had here as far as does there need to be a coaching change at OC now? Um, and I want to open that up holistically because listen, guys, let's just let's just put this out. Let's just put this out and say and say what it is. The Bears are 0-2. There's a really good chance they're gonna be 0-3 after next week when they when they have to go play the Kansas City Chiefs. This was not the season that was kind of promised to Bears fans. Once again, no one thought they were gonna come out three and oh and be Super Bowl contending, uh, a Super Bowl contending team. But there was supposed to be real tangible improvement, even if they, you know, even if they put up a you know a 
Justin threw for 300 yards and DJ Moore had 100 yards receiving and they lost that game, that's real tangible improvement. The offense is improving. If, if they if the defense played better and some of those linebackers came in and got a few sacks, that's showing real tangible improvement. However, all we have is a more expensive product put in the same crappy bag. And so it's 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 worth mentioning or it's worth bringing up these conversations are going to come up now. If they if they go they're coming up at 0 and 2 at 0 and 3, it's going to come up. As far as I know the Bears are not a team that likes to do anything in the season. They don't fire coaches in the season. They don't make a lot of those big changes uh throughout the season. But you would think this team would like to put off some of those conversations a little further down the line than week 3. So, is that a conversation you think that is is even plausible maybe not next week or the week after or you know but in mid-season if this team is still doing what it's doing right now is it a possibility that they could change something from in the in the coaching staff that Eberflus says I got to make a change for my own sake because I, I don't I don't need this pressure on me I got to change something else uh coach D and then Danny uh man it's 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 going to be hard to make an OC change in the middle of the season right yeah, but yeah, I think I, I think I think the one thing they can do is what they did last year right um, take an inward look. I think it's prior to uh, prior to the, the uh, Washington game. They take an inward look and say, "Okay, what works for us?" Right. So my question to Luke Jesse, if he was sitting in front of me, is, you know, if if, if do you believe your offensive line, fully healthy, is better or worse than last year's offensive line? Fully healthy. So you get Tevin back. We get Nate Davis uh, back, and we have all of our position, our players in position that we thought they were going to be in. Do you think that offensive line is better or worse than last year's? You led the league in rushing last year. So why are we changing our entire identity to a spread them out, throw the ball over the yard type of offense? Let's go back to the identity we established and build upon that, right? I'm the head coach. I'm talking to my OC. I'm saying, listen, let's go back to what we did great last year, right? And then what you do is, you expound upon that. You add a little bit every week, wrinkles every week, and you grow the offense. It seemed like we wholesaled the offense and changed it all together, and now we're we're looking to be the bottom passing team of the league as well as the bottom rushing team of the league. Let's go back. Let's simplify the offense. Now, from a coaching standpoint, if you have somebody on your staff that can challenge Luke, right, the healthy challenge from the other fellow coach, and say, listen, you know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. Get in the room with him and challenge him on certain concepts. And then you get that person in there. You have some friendly competition within the coaching staff and you and you make a change. Like you gotta, it gotta be, it has to be all hands on deck here, right? After we get to week three, week four, uh, we have to we have to come up with something, but a a, a coaching firing, none of us want to see that happen, right? Because an OC, new OC means learning a whole new language for Justin and we're back at square one. You might as well, you know what I'm saying, get rid of the quarterback, go draft a new guy. You might as well fire everybody. And and then we're as Bears fans, we're back at ground zero again. I, I don't, you know, yeah. Danny, what do you think about I mean, I don't foresee them making a change in the middle of the season just because of what Coach yeah. T said. You're not no one's gonna bring in a new scheme in and then, you know, install a new offense right. unless you're gonna promote from within. Uh yeah. but to to his point as well if you if you go through another phase where you fire everybody you're i don't think justin fields who's coming up on the fourth year of his rookie deal whoever would come in and said i don't you know what i, I maybe i want my own quarterback so i i think that that 
this is <laughs> as much as I don't want to say, you know, it hurts to say this, like they got to make this work. And, <laughs> but what, what are your thoughts on a potential coaching change uh, sooner no. rather than later? No, you can't, you can't do that. You like, I, I agree with coach T in terms of, you know, you, you're going to have to kind of just reset you know, in terms of what you're doing right now offensively and, and go back to kind of what you're doing last year, which you were, you know, pounding ground and build your play, play action game back off of your running attack. You only had 16, uh, uh, carries today, attempted, you know, carries today for 67 yards. That's not, you need at least 20, 25 carries per game, uh, 30 if, if, if preferable to kind of build that, you know, get your offensive line sweating there, get them leaning. Again, if your offensive line can move guys off the line of scrimmage, that's another whole different concept there as well. The other thing is, who are you going to replace him with? Andrew Ginoco, the quarterback coach, he's never called plays in his life. I don't even know if he's called them in high school as a coach. Who knows? So you're talking about bringing another OC who has no play calling experience whatsoever. Listen, it, it, it's it's two games. They they look discombobulated on offense. I saw a little glimmer of, of hope. A lot might disagree with me in terms of, you know, offensively. But, again, it goes back to, to my point. I think Coach T agrees with it. It all starts with the offensive line, and then it goes from there to the, to the play calling. So the offensive line right now, Darnell Wright's not playing well, all right? I think I think Jatir Carter, I go back to take a look at tape, but Jatir Carter, I think, had a pretty solid game there filling in for Nate, Nate Davis. Uh, Lucas Patrick, I think, had an okay game. You know, white hair, I, I didn't really notice him that much. And then Braxton Jones, again, penalties and and he just gave up a huge sack in, in that in that second half as well so he's got to get better so the tackles aren't playing well and if Tevin Jenkins comes back and you solidify the interior of that offensive line go back to just running the football building your your passing game off of the play action utilize Justin in his and his legs more often just than keeping him in the pocket we understand what your goal is you want to make him a pocket passer but once you get him rolling out, get some confidence. Now you can go back there and make some make some throws. You saw Justin today operating in that pocket, making some throws from the pocket. Like everyone wants to wants to claim about right. So, again, is he is he not pulling the trigger? That first half, I saw two plays where he didn't pull the trigger. But second half, I didn't see any any openings there. I just saw him getting his head taken off a couple of times by some vicious sacks. So, there's some slight glimmer of hope there. But in terms of making that wholesale changes now. No, we can't. You can't fire coaches now after two weeks. And again, even if you did fire Getsy, who are you going to hire him? Who are you going to replace him with? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the side of the meatball for a second because I feel like that those are my people, and so like, because that's who I identify with the most. And I, and, I, and so I, I I get it. I understand why people are angry and they're and they're blaming everyone as they should. Because let's look at let's look at life as a Bears fan for God's sakes. This team hasn't won a game in eleven months. October 24th is the last time the Bears won a football game, and it was Monday night against New England. You're allowed to be pissed off. You're allowed to, you're allowed to just spit all that vitriol out that you won. They, they've lost 12 straight games. And so, and then you have last week, you have a coach talking about going back and looking at the tape, and you're having PTSD from Matt Nagy press conferences. So you're allowed, listen, I'm mad. I'm real mad. And so, I, and so I, I, there's a lot of misguided, uh, sometimes there's a lot of misguided hate, a lot of misguided blame, and that's fine. Because when you're a Bears fan and you got to watch this team every week, go ahead and blame everyone. Because what else are you supposed to do? Just sit back and watch this team and be like, well, you know, it's okay. It's, it's 12 in a row, 13 in a row. We're probably showing more aggression, aggression than the team is. But it's just, it's just it's, it's aggravating to have to watch this product every week 
and be just be like, wow, the same things are happening. Wow, it's the same problems. Oh, wow, the same thing that happened in 2022 are happening 2023. Didn't didn't we bring in new players? Oh, they're do- oh that doesn't seem to matter. Okay. Oh, the, oh, it's the second year of play calling. Things should be better. Oh, they're not. Okay. It's it's it, it's frustrating right now. I mean, it's always been for the most for the better part of my life. It's been frustrating to be a Bears fan. I've never seen a Super Bowl from. I've seen them play in a Super Bowl. I haven't seen them win a Super Bowl. And I think there's a lot of fans in here who have maybe not even seen them play in a Super Bowl, depending on how young or old you are. So it's just, it's frustrating holistically when you have to look at this product and you say, there's nothing to even hang your hat on. At least back in the, in the, in the early to mid 2000, you're like, damn, this defense is awesome. Yeah. Rex Grossman can't really play quarterback and their offense and schemes kind of weird, but damn, that defense is awesome. What are we pulling away from this, from this team? Like what, honestly, what are we, when we watched this team last year and this year, what are you excited about watching? Because what do you think that the that they right now have an obvious advantage on anyone with? I, I it's it's hard for me to find something. So it, it looks like we got Coach Eberflus at the stand, which is a great transition. Let's go to Coach Eberflus to explain it all away to us. Eventually, can anybody else hear him? No, can't hear him. Well, probably um, better. Off. End up being 13, uh, 13 to ten at that time. You know, and then, uh, you know, the second half really was just back and forth. They had control of the game a little bit, you know, 20, uh, you know, I think it was uh, 20 to 10 at, at, at one point, and they were pre- pretty much playing their munching clock. Um, you could see that, and uh, we did a good job. We got to have a couple three and outs on defense uh, there, I thought was was pretty good. You know, and then uh, the uh, the uh, offense had a good drive, you know, to put it within, you know, a score to win. So, uh, you know, I thought the guy, I told the guys in there, you're battling, you guys got, you guys got fighters' hearts, and uh, that's how you got to win in this league. Uh, we have to play complimentary football uh, to be able to get that done. You have to be able to, uh, to you know, take the ball away. And when we had those opportunities and seize those opportunities, and you know, when we had the block kick, we got the, you know the kick to the midfield. We have to do a good job there uh, with converting on those. Um, you know, so those are things that that wins games. You know, you seize those opportunities, and we do have to do a good job of seizing opportunities when the game or we, uh, you know, create those opportunities. And uh, that's where it is, and that's what we talked about with the players today. Um, with that, I'll open up to questions. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's great when it works, right? It's great when it works, and when it doesn't, everybody's going to criticize, you know. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. We're going to look at it. Uh, we will look at it, uh, you know, back there uh, in that part of the field, um, and, and we'll uh, we'll see where it is. Yeah, you can pop some runs on it. You know, you know, you saw a couple of those. I think they had a corner cat one time uh, late in the game, um, and uh, we, we got one to Herb. Herbert got a nice one on there. And then when you can catch them like that, you can get some guys out in front and get some good yardage, which we did on that one. You know, Claypool had a nice block on the side there uh, to get some more additional yards. Um, you know, so there's there's a way to uh, you can definitely get them there. It was good. It was good. Yep, I thought his effort was good. I thought he did a nice job. Uh, obviously, catching that that little skinny post, you know, in the end zone there was was excellent. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, you know, it's just about rhythm and timing of it. You know, it's the rhythm and timing. That's a rhythm and rhythm and timing play. Uh, we just got to make sure that's right. And uh, you know, and then Shaq did, made a nice play. Okay, y'all tell me what it is. End of the first half. Okay. You guys go out, ultimately get a field goal. 
All right, Trent moved the ball down. You know, the last three plays didn't go right. We had uh, one incompletion, sack, incompletion. Right. Yeah, that just to me, that's that's when you got to seize the opportunity, right? You're right there. Uh, we're wanting to score a touchdown at that time, um, and you got to do a good job of getting the ball, uh, you know, in the hands of the skill, uh, which you know we, we did at times today. You know, obviously, uh, you know, GJ had some good touches. Um, you know, so we just got to make sure we do that in that moment. Uh, we're going to look at it. We're going to look at it. Uh, you know, we're we're positive right now, uh, but we'll see. You know where it goes. We don't we don't know. Um, how positive that will be, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll see where it is. We'll see where it is. Yeah, they said illness, you know, so, you know, it was just, you know, it was a, uh, you know, a little dehydration is what it was. And, uh, you know, so he had to come in and, and get himself right for that. Um, but, uh, again, it affects everybody different. And that's what it was. And, uh, but uh, I just, you know, I gave him a big hug after the game. I said, man, I really appreciate you coming back out. You know, I thought he played well on the second half when he did come back in, made some good tackles, you know, and did, did some good things there. So, and uh, uh, play with good passion, too. Um, you know, that's all instincts. You know, it really is. When you got a guy coming on you like that, you know, it's hard. It's you, you either got to ride up the pocket, and if the pocket's clean inside, you got to ride up into that B gap and then deliver the ball. You know, so that that's many times the case. Uh, sometimes, you know, he can feel it. He can spin out of it. He's done that before. Um, but you prefer him to ride up, you know, ride up in the in the early part of you know, the inside of the pocket and deliver the ball down the field. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go back and look at the tape. I'm not really gonna comment on that, but I, I you know, I saw what I saw on the field. Uh, but we'll we'll see what it looks like on the tape. Uh, but uh, again, on that one, we had a nice little pressure called there, and uh, we just got to do a good job of timing that up. I you know we got a good hit on the quarterback on that one. We just got to tie it up just a little bit better. Yeah, I, I, I see improvement. I do. I, I see improvement. It was it was definitely uh, you know better. I see guys fighting. Um, I see guys. I see us executing at a better clip, um, and it's a long season. And to me, we just got to keep doing that. And we got to keep doing that. And uh, good things are going to happen. And uh, you know, the guys believe in that. You know, the coaching staff believes in that. And uh, we're just going to keep moving forward after these 24 hours. We're going to work and get to work on Kansas City. No, not at all. Uh, this is 2023, so there's a lot of guys in that locker room that weren't here last year, right? And a bunch of them, free agents, uh, drafts guys, uh, you know, a bunch of guys we picked. And it's a new football team, you know. So uh, we're getting the chemistry together. We're getting the guys together that are playing together for the first time in, in a season, and we will make that work. And uh, the guys are very optimistic about that. Yeah, you're always searching for that. You really are. Um, you're always searching for balance. Uh, that's when you play winning football. Uh, when when you stay ahead of the sticks like that, when you have a good running game, it opens up the play action, and uh, you know we have to really put uh, the hammer down on that and make sure we do a good job with balance.
Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's all about execution, right? It's about it's about how we execute. And uh, to me, when you go back and watch the tape, you know it's about that. You know, it's about guys executing the scheme and, and making plays inside the scheme. And uh, that's when good things happen. That's when you move the ball. And you know, when you get the ball to special players, sometimes they make guys miss. And you know, you know, we should have scored on the one that was uh, thrown over to DJ. He barely stepped out on the one. Um, but uh, man, he was trying to score. So, but uh, that's just an example. But uh, yeah. What's that? Yeah, I have nothing further on that. Just. Yeah, I can't right now. All right, uh, that's that's probably enough from Coach Eberflus. Uh Yeah, he he said it's a long season and. <laughs> It's going to be a long season. He's right about that. Of course, he has to go back and look at the tape. Don't worry, Coach. There'll be plenty of people doing that for you and analyzing every little decision that you have made throughout uh, this did, game and the week before. Did he clarify the Mooney injury or say anything about it? I didn't hear that. Not that I picked it. up. Okay. No. Yeah, they mean, said it was a knee. I just hope it's not serious. Yeah, I, I I'm not. I'm not exact. I, I I didn't hear it was kind of going in and out on me, but we'll, we'll obviously be we'll be monitoring that as well. Uh, listen, we're hearing. I mean, there's just a lot of there's. A, th- this is what happens whenever you're losing games and your team has lost twelve straight. And and from what I understand, we might have a graphic about Coach Eberflus's record as the as the Chicago Bears coach. But before we get that up there, just. Listen, this is what you say whenever your team hasn't won in almost a year. You got I got to look at the tape. We're making improvements. Our attitudes right. Everything other than we're winning ball games. Right. <laughs> and, and and there's as you see the graphic right there, win-loss total for coach Eberflus 3 and 19. So currently 0 and 2 as uh in in 2023. And so Look, we got we've seen coaches fired for far less, but right. but, uh, but uh, when you when you look at that and you know you have the, the the new team in this year, what 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 can you possibly analyze as far as what he's saying right now, Danny? For me, it's 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 just coach speak right now, and and unfortunately, we talked about earlier, you know, inspiring confidence. Like right now, Eberflus doesn't inspire confidence in me. It doesn't inspire confidence. I don't think in anyone here or our fan base. So that's the problem right now. What's going to inspire confidence is turning around this this you know what going back to last season a 12 game losing streak and getting a damn win you talk about creating turnovers on defense creating pressure on defense you're not doing that right now all right and then you know in terms that's why one of the reasons before this hire was made i was on record saying hey doug peterson is a guy i wanted jim harbour was a guy i wanted i wanted an offensive minded coach because your building block was your quarterback and i wanted him to take over and kind of mold that quarterback and make him into the player and everybody poo pooed doug peterson because all he had the kc ties and all that stuff well look what Doug Peterson's done with, with Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville over there, right? And obviously Jim Harbaugh, you know, he stayed in Michigan, all that stuff. But, you know, this is why I wanted an offensive-minded coach. And, you know, we talked about earlier in terms of firing Getty. Well, you can't fire Getty because there's no one here that's going to be able to call plays. But if you had an offensive-minded coach, that coach can take over play calling, and then that, that coach can go ahead and, and kind of maybe hopefully adjust and, and make the, the proper changes. So, the whole hire was just not something that I that really struck any confidence in me. And so far, and it, it was three and twelve record hasn't struck any sort of confidence in me whatsoever. Great guy, a guy you root for, but just unfortunately, it's not something that that has really inspired confidence in, in the fan base. And I don't I don't know if this this teammate really has any confidence. He's he's built a culture, but unfortunately, that culture right now is a losing culture. 
Yeah, and Coach T, I think you kind of talked about this earlier as far as the attitude. And is this a guy that you feel? And for all for all we know, you know, Coach Coach Eberflus is a good guy, guy guy that you guy that you want living across the street from you. Doesn't necessarily mean you want him coaching your football team. So is. Is this a guy that you think can turn around a losing culture once that's in set? Because it takes a lot. If you lose a locker room, it takes a lot to turn the Titanic around sometimes. As far as, you know, saying, hey, keep with it. Keep with it. Keep with it. This is going to work. This is going to work. Sometimes if guys think think this ain't going to work, I'm checking out. And then and then you then you then they're gone for good. Is this if you do you have any confidence that this uh, this staff can keep inspiring this team to take a step in the right direction? I, I want to quickly say I, I agree with what Danny said, right? It, it was just like before this hire, I was I was hoping for an offensive-minded coach, right? I want to add another name in that I threw out that people were like, man, you crazy. And I had a little bit of concern about him because of his youthfulness, right? I thought it might be a hit and miss on the maturity, and it was uh, Mike McDaniel, right? His name, first name, right, in, in, uh, in, uh, in Miami. I'm like, hey, if, if, you, if that's the guy you get, if, that, if you want that style of offense, don't go damn discounting shopping at, at the at the local freaking uh, discount store or thrift store. Go get the guy, right? Go get Mike Kevin McDonald. McDonald. The guy I thought was too coach T. Kevin McConnell. We talked about coming from that that McVeigh Shanahan yeah. offense style. That's a, a co- offensive coaching staff our our mind that I was talking about earlier as well in terms of that could have been a good hire there too. Yeah, Kevin he, and he does exactly he does exactly what you want to do. So go get that guy. Now, as, as, as far as Coach E is concerned, all I can do is go off of, listen, listen, we have to, we have to be real. The defense played harder. They had opportunities. Last week they had nothing for us. So with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang my hat on that and give him credit for it, right? Now, as far as his communication to the fan base, does he have that it factor, right, where we look for in coaches to have that it factor to give you that confidence, right? To say, oh, we, 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 you know, we're gonna get it done. I think that's missing. But as long as the results are there, right, week after week, uh, uh, you know, we we can hang our hat on that. I like what we heard from the press about how they handled the uh, Chase Claypool situation, right, where the communication happened up the chain and up all throughout the chain. The coaches, the GM said, if you don't get in an order, we're gonna ship you out of here now. I think some of that needs to happen anyway. I think Coach E needs to go in that locker room, and I think there needs to be a sacrificial lamb. I don't know who it needs to be, but I think it needs – if you're going to be a player coach, right, there needs to be a sacrificial lamb where they – we wake up on a Monday or Tuesday, and they like – they cut such and such, a, and it, it sends a ripple effect through that locker room, and it makes all of the players' keys just tighten up a little bit. Like, oh, hell, like they serious, so we better get it going, right? And sometimes firing some people will help wake them up, right? Because it's, it's usually going to happen like this, right? Either you're going to start firing people as a head coach or a coordinator, or somebody's going to fire you. So I started thinking about, okay, look at the nuance of the coaching staff. It, do we need to fire a, a, a position coach first to send a message or a player, right? Do we need to fire the O-line coach? Do we need to fire the wide receivers coach? Or the running backs coach, somebody needs to be a sacrificial lamb in order to send a ripple flick through this, through this, uh, through this staff to wake the team up to say, all right, I could have a envelope in my locker on Monday or Tuesday when I come in here, and I might not have a job. Sometimes that helps, right? 
Yeah, yeah, and and, and listen, I, if if Eberflus came across to me as like a Mike Tomlin, where I would run through a wall for Mike Tomlin, whether we were nine and uh, nine and zero or zero and nine, that that guy would get me. That guy could get me fired up to do anything. Then I'd have a little more confidence. Now, obviously, the track record for Mike Tomlin kind of you know blurs our vision because of how successful he's been. But he's been so successful because he can inspire teams that shouldn't compete and took them to another level to where they were competing. Teams that were dead to rights, he still was able to to get something out of those teams and either make the playoffs or not have a losing seasons and I'm, I'm just not getting that vibe from from that Eberflus but the one thing I was kind of on account on that John and, and and not that I'm defending Eberflus and 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 uh you know I'm one of his biggest critics right now but did Lovey Smith give you that confidence not not me either but when Lovey Smith had control and respect of those players in that locker mm. room they would run through a wall for him so there, sure. there's certain different ways of doing it right there's there's a Tomlin sure. way there's the Belichick way there's a Lovey Smith way it's just a matter of of how does this team play now to Iberfus's credit, and we talked about this briefly on, on Buffon 55, we said, how does this team respond after last week's debacle? I think they came out, they they had effort. I mean, they, there was tough condition out there. I, I think they played hard. It's just they're not very good up front. And I've always said, if your defense and offensive line suck, your team's going to suck. And until they solidify those two units, we're going to continue to run through, through the cycle over and over again, I think. All right, let's go to uh, Justin Fields' press conference. That just wrapped up. Let's go look at some of the highlights of that. This is Justin Fields talking. Um, yeah, caught a screen and you know, made a play on it, picked it off and took it back. With that I mean, I've, I didn't see like every detail of the play, you know, I, I saw Khalil open and then I'm guessing he just reacted back. He felt, you know, screen. And um, went back and, of course, picked it up. So, but, I mean, yeah, in that situation, it's tough because, you know, um, if you call a deeper pass, you don't want to drop back in the end zone and uh, potentially take a safety. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's a tough spot uh, regarding play calls, you know, for, for Luke in that position. So, um, you know, he went with his gut and, you know, number seven ended up making a good play. So, hey, it is what it is. Um, I was ready to go. I was ready to, um, you know, go down there and, um, you know, try to score a touchdown, but at least get in field goal range so uh, Kyra could tie it up. But, um, you know, we practiced two minutes a lot during the week. And um, I was just going to keep that same mindset and um, just try to just drive the ball down the field and, you know, give our team a chance. I felt a little bit better. Um, Definitely threw the ball down in the field more. Um, DJ had a nice few catches down there. Um, you know, Chase, of course, had a nice touchdown. Um, so definitely felt better this week, for sure. Surprised the rushing opportunities didn't materialize today? Am I surprised? Yeah, for you. For me? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what their game plan was, but their game plan could have been to stop me in the run game. So I have no, no idea. I mean, but when it goes that way, you got to do something else to, you know, score on them. So it is what it is, like I said. And, you know, sometimes they, you know, tell the ends. I mean, I didn't have any, you know, I tried to pull it one time. The first on a read, I should have handed that one off. And then, you know, the other times we, you know, did a uh, read option. You know, they, the, the defensive ends played me. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they, they weren't trying to, you know, let me get, get on the outside and run with it. So. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think it's a, a number of things. You know, each drive is so different. There's so many things that happen. So I can't, you know, pinpoint. You know, if we if, I, if we sit down and we go through each and every drive, I can tell you uh, what happened. But you know, I think at the end of the, end of the day, we just got to execute. Um, especially when we you know get the ball in the fifty, at least got to get you know some points. And um, when the defense puts us in good field position, we got to uh, turn those into points. So. Um, yeah, but definitely, you know, we, I think we came out the game strong, you know, scoring on the first drive. And, um, of course, you want to come back and just, you know, be able to maintain that, you know, uh, just, I guess, firepower on offense to uh, keep going. But, yeah. On the, sec- on the second touchdown drive, did the downfield opportunities present themselves differently than they had earlier in the game? Uh, I mean, you were 2 of 3. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, that's what that's what they showed, you know, the plays and stuff like that. So I think they uh, definitely presented presented themselves. And of course, when you have good protection, um, it makes my job easier. And um, you know, of course, we're able to you know throw downfield. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, my main thought this game was. You know, give get him the ball. Um, he's probably one of the best playmakers we have on offense. So um, just just want to get him the ball. But yeah, he just had a choice route, made a good decision on the choice route, broke out, and uh, you know, line protected enough on that play. And you know, of course, it was a big play. So uh, you know, he's smart in those situations. Uh, he always makes the, the the right decision. And like I said, it was a, it was a good play all all around. Yeah, you said what needs to be fixed. What's your perspective on how much, like how much needs to be fixed? How far away you guys are? Yeah, I mean, I think we have a long way to go. Um, I think we have a long way to go, but um, you know, I just think, you know, if we keep working, uh, we'll get there. And um, you know, I think everybody uh, has to keep that mindset. You know, I, I think in this position, zero and two, you can you know do uh, one or two things, and that's either lay down and. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, throw in the towel and just, you know, say whatever. Um, but um, I don't think anybody in the team's like that. And it's, you know, my job, it's the coach's job to, uh, you know, keep everybody going, uh, keep everybody's morale up. Because, like you said, it is a long season. But I mean, we definitely have a lot to fix. Um, definitely have a lot to get better at. So um, that's what we're going to do. Just take it day by day. I mean, it does, but at the same time, um, you know, we're we're going through a storm right now, and uh, like I said before, like you can just be in the moment, just take it day by day, and just be grateful for you know what we do, what I do, uh, because shoot, I can look back to when I was a kid, I would you know never see myself in this position, so I can be grateful grateful for it, and uh, you know, give my all each and every day, uh, each and every day, I have the opportunity to do what I do, and. Know, be the quarterback of this team, and um, but of course it's frustrating, you know, not not winning. Um, but um, I think at the same time, like I said, just just take it day by day, and just you know, uh, not really worry about the past. You know, the past is in the past. We can't do anything about that. It is what it is, and you know, you got right now, and of course you got the future. So yeah. Last one. Can you go back to that drive right before I had, I got the ball. 
sent out to Khalil and then obviously the strip sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think we did. We did that. Did that end on the field goal? Yeah. Yeah, I um, yeah. I mean, we just gotta execute better there. I think uh, you know I gotta go back and look at it, but just just gotta execute better. Um, you know, I think the O line did a good job protecting. Uh, you know, those last few plays, and um, yeah, just gotta execute. So. Yeah. So there was Justin Fields. Uh, just some quick reaction to that, uh, man. It, he looks like a guy who hasn't won a football game in 11 months. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate because that body language is, you know, he's taking this hard. You know that he, he does not, he hates losing. Uh, and uh, as fans hate losing, the players hate losing. Uh, but that, I mean, for, to me, it just looks like a guy that is just down. Like just the morale for him is down, whether it be, I don't know if it's anger at the coaching staff, anger at himself, anger at the play calling, whatever it is, anger. I'm probably not anger at the teammates, but whatever it is, it just looks like a guy that is, is just for the love of God, get the guy a win. So, so to speak, uh, coach T what'd you see out of that? Oh man. It, it, for me, what I was reminded of was the questions and ironically Herb asked that last question that we heard Herb power, uh, the questions that that Herb asked Justin during the week about you know his relationship with Luke Getzey and, and his input on the play calling, right? Um, and his response that you know it, it left something to be desired, right? It's like, hey, he calls the plays, I run what he's what he calls, and you know it didn't inspire confidence because again, it has to be a, a mutual partnership between the OC and the coordinator, right? You got to go. And again, I don't know if Justin has the maturity yet where he can go in there and say, coach, listen, bro, I get it. You know what I'm saying? You're the OC. I'm the quarterback. You're the boss. I'm the employee. I'm supposed to do what you say do. But real talk, I need some more leeway. I need some more say in the offensive game plan. That's why it troubles me top to bottom about the level of experience that the coaching path has had. We have novices at every level, head coach, OC, DC, quarterback, O-line, like new running backs. We're just an immature football team and therefore no good. So I don't, I don't, I don't feel, um, I don't feel bad for him just alone. I feel bad for the entire coaching staff, the whole organization and, and the fan base, right? Because, you know what I'm saying? We got we got football babies out there. They don't know what they're doing, man. Um, and that's that's just my take on it. Danny, what did you see out of uh, out of out of QB one there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, this kid is is frustrated. I mean, he's he's a competitor. This this is a guy that, that really wants to come out there and compete and win and help his team win. And and, and obviously, right now, there we talked about it, John. You know, with a twelve game losing streak going back to last year, you know, he's not in a good place right now. And and he wants to come out and just help this team win. And unfortunately, right now, they're not good enough to win. So, the, like I said, the, the one the one bright thing or a small glimmer of hope is I thought the offense played a little bit better today i, I know i might be in a minority in there but i, I think you know, overall i think they're they're getting a little bit better now that could all be blown out the water next week when they go up against kc at, at kc but uh you know I, I think you know justin and and dj moore you know obviously connected today down the football field we'd like to see a touchdown there but i thought you know clay claypool getting involved with that touchdown now we just got to get the running game going like coach t and i've been talking about maybe get a offensive you know unit together line line unit together had them gel had them start running and, and utilizing that those those three running backs and getting that run run game going now you build your play action game and now use justin's fields legs you know get them out of the pocket a little bit you know next week versus chris jones and those guys from kc 
you know, you pretty much have to guarantee that middle of that field is going to be is going to be uh it's going to be that middle of the offensive line is going to be you know pressure there. So getting him away from that, getting him rolled out, use his legs a little bit more. I think that's going to open things up for him. And once you get some positive, you know, some points on the board defensively, I think I want to keep Iberflus, uh call on defensive plays. Again, I saw some some more, you know, in terms of uh, a little more cohesiveness on, on defense, even though they gave a ton of yards. I criticized them in the first half. You know, I think second half they they kind of bucked up a little bit and made some stops, uh, minus that that big touchdown to to Mike Evans. But uh, you know, I think this is a team that possibly could get better as the season goes on. I'm not saying they're going to go ahead and, and and go on a Detroit march and be a, a playoff contender, but I'm saying I think they're going to gel and get a little bit better as the season goes on. So I might be a little more positive than anybody else out there. But I just see, you know, there there are playmakers out there. There's a playmaker at quarterback in Justin Fields, a playmaker out there in DJ Moore. I think the running backs are pretty damn good in the backfield. So we got to get that offensive line fixed, get the play calling fixed. I mean, another example of the play calling where there was that one route, I think Justin was backed up in the end zone, and both DJ Moore and Cole Komet ran the same damn route, and they're both sitting in the, in, in the same location. Like, where do, how does that happen? So either it's a, it's a bad play design or that's just you know miscommunication and the team just not executing the plays like, like they're called. So – I don't know if that's more coaching, uh, if that's more, you know, you know practicing or, or what it is it, but the, the, it's just not clicking in on cylinders. Uh, having said that, I think they did get a little bit better than, than last week. So I'm going to take a little bit of a positive out of this loss, and, and hopefully this is a team that, as the season goes on, gels and becomes better offensively and defensively. The eternal optimist, Danny. I appreciate you very much for that part of it. <laughs> glimmer. It's a glimmer. Small yeah. I'll, I'll take that over anything. I'll take that over absolutely nothing. At least the door's not completely shut for you like it is for most people. So that's good, that's good to hear. Coach T, what do you got for us as we're about ready to wrap yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, my glimmer is there too, and, and it's the first drive. But my, my question for Coach Eberfus would be, what does he mean by complimentary football, right? So mm-hmm. if, if you're saying – if you're saying we want to play complimentary football and you have a light defensive line that's getting driven down the field, wouldn't complimentary football mean to run the ball more, right? To give that defense and defensive line a rest, right? Because you know they're not great, right? So we run the ball to give them more times in between possessions. Like Danny said, we need to kind of double that, 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 those run call outbreaks. And then the thing that I said pregame, right, and I've been saying the whole time about this offense overall, it it still seems a little bit bipolar to me, right? It still seems either from the passing games I'm going screen or I'm going down the field with 10-plus yard passes, right? Where, again, I saw a few more today, so that's my glimmer of hope. But where are the slants? Where are the digs? Where are the outs? Where are the hitches? Where are the curls? On a consistent basis, because as you saw today, those are gimme plays for DJ and Chase. Those are easy five-yard plays that set you up with second and five, right, and give you two downs to get five yards. And I think, you know, I think we start thinking about fancy offensive football, and we forget about just the rudiments, the small things, right? So I'm still going to challenge Getsy to give me the digs, the outs, um, the curls, the picks, the rubs. Um, that the short intermediate games, the slants, all that in between that give me plays so we can stay on schedule, right? So that's all I want to add to that. All right, as we're winding this down, let's go to final thoughts. Let's put a bow on this uh thing, Danny. I'll give it to you first, coach. Follow up quickly, and then I'll bring us home. 
Yeah, final thoughts. Um, it's it's gonna it's gonna get rough next week, guys. Don't don't expect a, a miracle uh, victory. Although every any given given Sunday, a team can pull out a victory, but I just I just don't see it next week. It's gonna be another another bloodbath probably. So just hunker down and get and get ready. Uh, like I just kind of preach here real quick. You know, I I thought I saw a little bit glimmer of hope. Hopefully, another week of practice, another week of of uh, you know being together and get a solid five starting offensive line. Could possibly, you know, see some more production there on offense. But uh, yeah, just just kind of like what we've been preaching here: get the running game involved, whether it's the backs or Justin Fields, and try and take some pressure off, you know, that offensive line in terms of sitting back there and pass protecting, and you know, clean up the execution. There's still too many penalties, too many mistakes uh, on offense, and then defensively, you know, we saw a better effort at second half. But again, you know, just just the up up the middle, they are unable to stop anybody. Losing, you know, your starting safeties didn't didn't help anything, but uh, you know, but you know, just kind of see if you can do something where you can get some more pressure, maybe pressure the A gap with linebackers or something where you can kind of solidify that run that run defense. And now, in terms of the secondary, Tyreek Stevenson, uh, I'm sorry, but you know, I know you're a rookie. I know you you have some exciting traits and you have some enthusiasm in you, but way too many, you know, uh, uh, failures back there. You know, lack of communication, not turning around two weeks in a row looking for the football. I think it's time you start, you know, kind of challenging him, and, and whether it's Jalen Jones or if it's a, uh, you know, Terrell Smith, the other, the other a rookie, you know, getting some more time and, and kind of putting Tyreek on, on the on the bench here for a little bit, uh, not entirely, but just kind of like pulling him here and there, just so he knows and you know that that he's not just guaranteed that spot, whether he, you know, he, you know, he fails or doesn't fail. But um, it, it just minor things you can tweak here and there. But unfortunately, there aren't any miracles that are going to be walking through that door that's going to, you know, make this team, this defense turn into the you know, 85 Bears or or this offense turn into you know, the greatest show on turf. So we're just going to have what we got right now. and just kind of build slowly, but surely week in and week out. All right, coach, what do you got for us as we head out? How can I follow up Danny on that? Right. No, <laughs> he nailed it. Right. So yeah, just, you know, keep making strides on the defense, right. Make small tweaks here. Right. As we steer the steer the ship, right. Small tweaks on defense. Like Danny said, let's, let's, let's finish those plays now where we had guys, you know, you know, quarterbacks, you know, quarterback, uh, within our grasp in the backfield. Let's finish those plays. Let's tackle better. I, I agree on Tariq Stevens. Something has to be done there. Offensively, uh, all they got, I, I think, you know, we need to start looking at, again, changing the philosophy on offense to run the ball more to shorten it, shorten the game overall. Keep the clock moving. Shorten the game overall. Keep keep the uh, uh, especially this week going in the Kansas City game. You got to think about running the ball just to keep possessions down for for Patrick Mahomes, right? So it might be a good, good week to change for your philosophy overall. And all we can do is hold on until, you know what I'm saying, Tevin Jenkins gets back, hopefully he gets back healthy, and and, and uh, Nate Davis gets back so that we can see what we have in the offensive line um, so we can, you know, we can we can have that V6, V12 engine we're hopefully to have and see if we can move the ball on the ground better. All right. As we put a bow on this one, uh, for me, it's just I think is I think I saw in the chat room was uh, my buddy, Mr. Whitfield, saying uh, the, the Chiefs have been struggling on offense until next week. <laughs> and so my my fear and uh, I feel like this might actually be a thing is the Bears are going to be everyone's get right game. Your, your defense struggling. That's OK. The Bears are coming to town. Your, is your offense struggling? Don't worry. We're going to Chicago next week. And I, I just fear like 
this is this is the team where everyone's going to get right. They're going to have a chance to work on things, and they're and it's going to be lower level of competition, and they're going to be able to fix whatever was uh, bug in their system. Uh, they can they can work it out against the Bears. And the I Maggie know, revenge game. Yeah. Oh, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> and I'm sure that storyline will be brought up plenty of times. We'll be sure we'll see plenty of ISOs on Matt Nagy. But anyway, uh, it, it's it, I know it's only two games. For some reason, this just feels really crappy. Uh, just because of the way that we were watching this team, we're seeing how it's not overly progressing, not progressing well. And if it is progressing, it's at a slug's pace. Uh, and it's not what we thought we were getting uh, coming out of the gate in 2023. It looked like a lot more 2022. So hopefully something changes uh, next week is going to, it's a, it's a heavy task to say, Hey, go fix it against Kansas city. But but we'll see. Uh, before we get out of here, just a reminder, uh, Bears coverage continues tomorrow morning with former Bears Director of Scouting Greg Gabriel uh, on, on Tuesday. Bear their souls, an uncensored look at the Bears' winless season and a special segment devoted to NFL films. And then on Wednesday, Mac and Reed share their thoughts on the Bears before I come with Danny and Alyssa to put a nail on this loss and look ahead to that Kansas City game. But, hey, we appreciate and everyone. who And, Danny, real quick, go ahead. One more small glimmer of hope. Every team it. in the NFC North lost, so the Bears are it's only true. one game out of first place, guys. One game out. One game out of first place. They, they've been working all year for this, and they're one game out. That's, that's what we have to show for this so far. So, it's it's you know what? It's, 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 never, over till, it's never It's never over till it's over, I guess, Danny. But uh, we appreciate everyone who listened and watched this show, whether you watch the live version, the podcast version, the audio version, or the video version, whether this is your first time or your 50th time. We appreciate each and every one of you. But that'll do it for Bear Football. For Coach T and Danny Shimon, I'm John Buffone. We'll see you next week.